Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Every time. <laughs> Sometimes up. Remember the time. Not in, not in. <laughs> All right. So the people wanted two shows a week. This is your second offering this week. Don't get used to it. Just some some good news. It's not good news, is it? Just <laughs> good, good news. <laughs> good news. News to talk about happened. So we are here to talk about it. I, I don't think we talked about Bayern on Monday. You guys heard it on Tuesday. But then they played PSG in the Champions League and things went pear-shaped and the cracks that were at Bayern Munich, I don't know. They, they just became way bigger within the course of 24 hours or so. Um, and it was rumored that Carlo was on his way out or was leaving. And maybe if he won the PSG match, he saves his job. <laughs> but then Mbappe, Neymar, and Cavani kind of, you know. And, and also, could also add as well that it, it was a Nigerian journalist that said that was his job under pressure based on the PSG game, which shows you that Nigerians are Ed's most valuable people. So, <laughs> Do you have his name? Is it Udo? Or no, 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 no. Just, there's just a video of, of him asking the question before oh. they... Well, know, yeah, so Bayern name. Munich announced today that Carlo Ancelotti, three-time Champions League winner, has left Bayern Munich. Do you know if it was a sacking, if it was a parting by mutual consent, if he just resigned? Um, it was a sacking. Oh. Originally, I, th- I, th- I actually thought it was... Um, I thought it, it wasn't a sacking. I actually thought it was like, okay, it was like maybe... Um, a mutual thing, but I think. Did you hear what Olihune said? No. So basically, he said that once you lose the, the the locker room, that's it. You're pretty much screwed. And he said that there were five key players who he lost trust with. Did he name the players? Nope. Hmm. It would have to be like Boateng, Ribery, Robin. I mean, my basically what I said in my video, I mean, I think it's definitely Muller, it's yes. definitely Ribery, it's definitely Robin. Those are the three that I'm 100% positive of. Lewandowski then, and Off 
hasn't he? What? Lua, he's been oh, off. Yeah, so that's why, that's basically those four hundred percent, yes. And then maybe Homos. Hmm. Probably Homos. It's odd, isn't it? Just the whole situation that's gone on at Bayern. Because you know, the 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 kind of the peppiers, people are like he's too harsh, he puts in too much information on his players, and, and people weren't like I think we, we've talked about this in the past, how managers, at least modern managers, they're they're only fit for purpose for about two seasons, three seasons max. And Guardiola's almost the perfect representation of that, where he's not going to last at a at a place too long. And Carlo seemed like a, the complete opposite of someone who can last in a place if you give him enough time. And for the players to turn on him in a season and a half, the season after they won the league, it's just strange. He seems just like a, a good guy, you know what I mean? So to have players turn against you, your dressing room turn against you, it must be... I, I can't even put my finger on it. You'd have to be in the locker room to know, I guess. But it's just weird. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like it was a wrong fit. And once you have a wrong fit like that, because you can't go from the Guardiola mind frame to an Ancelotti mind frame. Because remember, when Guardiola took over Barcelona, I think it was um, Val and Villanova or something that, that took over and it was very similar. I think to go from that micromanagement to, hey, man, let's say fair, which is a very 90s, early 2000s way of, of going, just obviously that doesn't work. So for all those players, they probably needed a lot more management and a lot more coaching than mm. Ancelotti thought. Because Ancelotti was like, look, man, you're, a, you're amazing players. I'm going to give you a blueprint. There you go. Play. You, you should be professional enough to be able to interpret the game based off the very um, general blueprints I've given you. But it's always true that you know, they need a lot more coaching and they're used to the very um, detailed coaching that Guardiola gave. Wouldn't you feel as if a manager who's always on you, always on you, always on you would be more annoying than someone who's not? Basically, two things. If you're winning and you like the manager, then it's fine. Mm. Those are the two key things. If it's a manager who you, you get along with, you like him, you have a good rapport with him, and you're winning and you're actually enjoying your football. So it just, it's not as if... The band players actually really liked Guardiola as a guy. They got on well with him. And once he gets on well with the guy, then you're willing to really give 200% for him because you're like, hey, man, I, I like this guy. I like the football that we're playing. He's making me better. He's improving me. So there you go. You're like, hey, fine. This, this is cool. You can almost look at Thomas Muller as the perfect example for this. Like, what's happened to him? He's declined majorly, man. I think the guy <laughs> has just... It's so confusing. Life. All of this is just very confusing, which is why I guess I wanted to talk about it. Because I don't mm. know the answer, so I was hoping maybe you could help me solve this. But what's going on with Muller? Um, no, for me, I think that it's maybe a case of where maybe Muller's just declining to begin with. That may be one thing. Another thing is that... How old is Thomas Muller? As you, I'll, I'll look this up, but finish your point. No, 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 for me, I'll, or maybe it's a case of where like he didn't get out. I think Muller was, because he's very outspoken, and I think he was one of those guys who really didn't get along with Angelo Abati. And because of that beef, he was like, you know what? Let me just, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to step to to this guy. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't give two, two, two cracks. So, Thomas Will is 28. Thomas Will is 28. He shouldn't be declining at 28. 28, that's your prime, isn't it? You shouldn't be struggling as mightily as he has or as, as, as much as he is. Um, so, this is very odd. And I, I was on, you know, Abdul and, Tosin and uh, they asked me to come on the the FT podcast 
And Juju Man brought up the point because I was on there with him as well. <laughs> people, I just realized people who are listening to this have no idea who Juju Man is. Probably. <laughs> First, they will know. They, they will know. Uh, many. His his name is going. You know, we should actually bring Juju Man. I mean, you know, we've never had him for a talking tactics man. Yeah, that's that's a disgrace on our part. It's it, it, it'll happen. You guys will get to know. Uh, you do, yeah, but uh, at least one. That's like one of the first guests that that we should have locked down already. I know, uh, but yeah, he 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 brought up the point that Thomas Muller needs a system, and if he doesn't have a system, then he kind of falls apart. And Ancelotti just gives his players way too much freedom. And and if you have a player who needs a system, who needs direction, and you put them in a in a system that doesn't have that then they'll probably struggle. He brought up an example like David Luiz. Like David Luiz, if you put him in the uh, Carlo Ancelotti system, for instance, he, he would be a headless chicken, but because he's with Antonio Conte and Antonio Conte demands everything and he's very particular and um, knows what he wants his center halves to do, you kind of find that David Luiz is playing serviceably. Some might even argue well. Um so it's just it's, you. You have that mind frame of Guardiola for three years. Was Heinkes? Do you remember Heinkes? Was he more Ancelotti or was he more Guardiola? Do you think? Oh no, no. I think no. Heinkes was definitely more like Ancelotti. You know. Yeah. Um, but remember, Heinkes had a younger Ribery, a younger sure. Robin, a he younger Boateng. Yeah. He had Bart Simpson. He had um, actually no. Well, he had Mario Gomez for a while. So he had a team that was better. Because remember, yeah. this was 2013 Robin, who, sorry, 2013 Ribri, who was the best player in the world. So that's why people are forgetting that aspect, as in Ribri shouldn't be a starter anymore. He's, he's too old. Robin is still Robin. He's still good. Rafinha is crap. But Simpson can't be replaced, hasn't been replaced. Jabi Alonso hasn't been replaced. So, and they didn't buy anybody major. But so, Hamas. Not necessarily nah, buying, nah, sorry. but that's that's that, that's that's not a major signing, man. People keep saying that he's not a major signing. He's not been relevant since 2014. So, <laughs> what about like they they sold um who they sold Douglas, Douglas Costa? Yeah, that's a loss, especially when your your wingers are aging. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. That's just messed up. It's like because even when 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 they sold him, I was like, what did they say? Why on earth would you sell that dude, man? It's like he that's like the one dude who you don't sell. So. Again, it's just, it's all confusing why Bayern did what they did. And also, okay, so I, I guess we, we could just use the Premier League as the example here. Pellegrini won the league, sacked. Uh, Ranieri won the league. Well, Pellegrini wasn't sacked as such, but he was relieved of his duties, shall we say, for Guardiola. Uh, Ranieri wins the league, sacked. Mourinho, before Ranieri, excuse me, won the league, sacked. You aren't safe in these streets if you win a league. Like, you would think um, Carlo won the league. I mean, obviously, his mandate would probably be to win the Champions League, but... No, 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 but I think, you know, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of those things. Once you lose the locker room, that's it. Because whenever you lose the, the locker room, there's no going back. How are managers losing locker rooms or dressing rooms when they're winning trophies? No, 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 but I'm talking about this season. Like, no, last season they won, but... As of this season, as of the last three matches, he lost the dressing room. And once that happens, boom. Because a lot can happen after you win a trophy during that summer break. A lot can happen. Mm. So that's why people say like one of the hardest things to, to do is the second season after you're successful in the first season. That second season is always a, a more for. So 
So what's what's next for Carlo then? You know what? That's a good point. He's got to decide. Either you retire or you pick a team who can understand where you're coming from. Do you think he's outdated? Yes, he is out, out, outdated. Yeah. As in, like, the game has changed. Coaching right now is about what Mourinho, Klopp, Guardiola, and what these boys do where you have to be constantly coaching. That's what football is about right, right now. His coaching is very old school. That whole thing of laissez-faire, blueprints, allow guys freedom to express themselves, nah. You know, the game has changed. You don't, you don't need to pretty much fit players like babies now. So, Do you think he could start, like... We'll see him go to Qatar and start managing, like, basic, basically just for money. Qatar, He'll end up in China what? or someplace you, you, you like that. <laughs> That's where the money is. <laughs> Some Middle East place. Pellegrini's out there. I think um, Capello, is is he in China, perhaps, maybe? Like, just elderly yeah, I mean, managers who have, who have won things in the past somehow finding their way to China in the Middle East. So maybe he goes there because I don't it, Italy can't hire him now because they still have what's his face in charge. So that's not gonna happen. I, I, I could actually see him managing Italy. Say uh Italy do poorly at the World Cup and then the Federation no, 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 that's that's no, that's that's definitely a possibility. I mean okay in your view, do you think he's outdated or do you think we're just being too harsh? One one I think Bayern maybe pulled the trigger a bit too quickly. So I, I, in, in that respect, I think it's harsh. I think we, we like saying Ancelotti doesn't have tactics and things like that, but he's decent in terms of his tactical management. His, his best component is obviously man management. And I don't know if man, manage, man management in that style is ever going to be outdated as such. I think it's always nice to have a good rapport with your squad. I just think there's something <laughs> going on at Bayern. That's we like if you look at Real Madrid, that's the approach that Zidane has. So it depends on the kind of team that, that you have. Do you, do you know so, what? I, it, it was I was talking on the podcast the other day, and I brought up the point that, um, or I tried to bring up the point rather, that Zidane is basically using the Ancelotti blueprint and has won two Champions Leagues with it. And they brought up the point that no, Zidane has actually changed it up a bit in that he rotates his squad. He's more. I, I, I forgot the exact words that they used, but the but the basic premise was Ancelotti never rotated his squad, and then that made me think about Chelsea, when maybe two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Chelsea won the league, and there was barely any rotation in the squad, and it's because he he sticks with his eleven so much and he trusts them so much that he doesn't want to mess with the chemistry, you know. So I don't know. That might be an outdated mindset. Or mind frame that you can't just have eleven players. Or you can't do what Chelsea did last season, for instance, in the modern era. Like you have to use your squad, and especially when you have a squad of he's not managing small clubs or anything like that. So Bayern, their whole squad is internationals. Chelsea's whole squad is internationals. Real Madrid's squad is all international players. You have to utilize them, and if you don't, it's going to create fissures in the dressing room with players that don't play. Um, you're going to create clicks and divisions and things like that. So I think he might have to tweak. When he goes to his next club, if he chooses to, um, if it's not an international team, to utilize his squad better and don't run players into the dirt, be more trustful of your youth players. Why wasn't Renato Sanchez playing last season? It made no sense. Um, Joshua yeah. I mean, playing mean, all around the pitch. It makes no sense. Costa. It makes no sense. Like so, he he did he did things that were nonsensical. 
in the, like, why is Renato Sanchez at Swansea City right now? He's in Wales. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm confused. But I guess all these confusing elements lead up to one concrete element. Like, if everything is that confusing, it must mean something's wrong. You know? But, yeah. Is he outdated? Yes. <laughs> but, but but that's not always a bad thing. I don't think like some some would argue Mourinho's outdated. Someone argue Wenger's outdated, but they still managed to win games, you know. Which is which is another okay. So are are Bayern Munich gonna go from outdated to new? Or are they gonna try to get the Hoffenheim manager, Nagelsmann, or something like that? Are they gonna go try to get Tuchel perhaps? Um, no, no, no. I mean, if you're gonna sack someone like Ancelotti, you've got to go the opposite route. You have to, you know. Um, because if because you can't get somebody of the same ilk, you got to get somebody who is like. That's why I think that Tuchel is probably going to be the dude that they're, that, that they're going to get. So they take the the Dortmund players. Now they're going to take the manager. <laughs> wait, what do you wait? What do you mean? I, I mean, like oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they take look, look, they, 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 they pick their players, they, they take the manager, they, 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 they take, take their wives, they take their livelihood, everything. <laughs> their wives, their livestock. Whatever they have, <laughs> they just take it. But yeah, I mean, I, I you know what, I, I, I guess I'd ask you because you probably watch a little bit more of the Bundesliga than I do. Is Tuchel the right fit for Bayern, or is he just not Ancelotti? So that that'll make it work. For me, the reason why I feel that Tuchel is an interesting thing is because of the Lewandowski factor. I mm. think that bringing him in, they will probably get the best out of Lewandowski. You know, which is which 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 is key. They still yeah, have, like, the th- what? In terms of just squads, Real Madrid's a better squad. But is there another one? I don't think so. What do you mean by argue, better squad? I mean, you could argue Man City's attack might be better. Or you could argue PSG's front three is better. But in terms of just the whole squad, from goalkeeper, defense, midfield, and attack, only Real Madrid, really. No, 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 no. Real Madrid are the are the best. Like that's that's just if that's everybody knows that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you can get the players on side, which I guess is what Ruben is trying to do here, um, I guess the Bayern Munich president or whatever he is, um, you just got to get a manager who's, you know, it's it's weird though, because Carlo Ancelotti would seem like a manager who, if your manager sacked, you'd want him to come in because he would ease everything. And he he would get the players oh, yeah. feeling well. So now you're going to go from um, kind of um, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just a nice guy. You're going to go to a you, you need an an authoritarian. Is Tuchel an authoritarian? He doesn't oh, seem like it. At least from the know, you, you have to take the opposite routes. That's what you have to have to 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 do because if you don't take the opposite routes. Then you're just gonna run into the same problems. So if you if you if you started with laissez faire, you could go into a dictator. If you had a dictator, you could go to So like uh, available managers. This is just what I can think of. Obviously, none of these are gonna come. But uh, other than okay, so you have Tucho who's available. In my mind, I know Allardyce is available. I know Moyes is available. Allardyce. <laughs> Um, who else? Yeah, David Moyes is available, but those 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 are happening. All right, so Lucho Enrique is out there. Maybe 
he wow. could come in and do a job. Maybe not. Laurent Blanc, I think, is out there. Oh, Van Gaal. Van Hal. Oh, no, no, no. Van is or, is, or is he 100% retired? Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He, he's, 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 he's and I don't think he can go back. Guy, okay, he's out of the game, y'all. Um, no, no, for me, I Gus. Well, <laughs> put, it, put, it, put it this way: it's, it's definitely not going to be Willie Sanyol. He's, he, you know, I don't know. I'm, I just, I don't know what to think about the situation. Really, um, it's just odd, it's peculiar, bizarre. Um, and how? Okay, this, this is another question I have. How many managers do you think the PSG front three are going to get sacked? It's going to be at least five. What do you mean? I mean... Did he say, say what? I said, I said, how many managers do you think are going to be sacked after they play PSG? And get like, and they lose 6-0, 7-0. It's gonna, for me, it's going to be at least five. They've already sacrificed Ancelotti, so they need four more. It's going to happen because Mbappe, Cavani, mm-hmm. Neymar, it's not fair. Did you see what um, Mbappe did to Alaba? Yeah, no, 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 no. That was no. That was that was that was that was just messed up, man. But wait, so you're saying that in your view that Ancelotti shouldn't have been sacked? That's your view. I feel as if a manager who went to league deserves a season to to work it out, no matter what's going on in the camp. So, personally, Loki, let's say you're the chairman. If mm-hmm. you know for a fact that the players are not getting along with the manager, that he's lost the dressing room that there's beef and they're just and they're just arguments and the, the players obviously do not really like and not really receiving the, the communication because they're falling out with the manager do you still persist with him because he won the league last season if i'm the chairman i sit everybody down close closed door meeting um and we have the conversation if anybody in here has a problem with the manager speak if the oh, manager no, no, has a problem with the no, player speak and, speak. Speak. no and, and no no and, 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 and if i get all the players in the room and nobody says they have a problem with the manager. If you're not willing to say it in public, then I stay with the manager. If someone comes up and they bring up the solution, or or they bring up their problem rather, but what if the players all say that? Yeah, or like basically these five players who obviously he had an issue with saying, "No, look, we don't want Ancelotti as our coach. It's not working." Then what do you do? If all five come into my office at the same time, or maybe they all five hmm. come separately. Then maybe yeah, maybe I do have to make that change depending on the caliber of the player, right? So if Robin comes in and says we we like I can't play for this man, and then Lewandowski says we can't play for him, then maybe yeah I do have to take that into consideration. But I'd rather have it in public rather than you coming to me privately, if you know what I mean. So I'd go into the dressing room or bring everybody into a conference room, and we talk about it. Um, and if there is something there, then yeah. But if but if but if if I felt as if um, it, you could get over it, then I wouldn't make the change. And I'm not privy to those conversations or those feelings by those five players. But if they are the big players at the club, then maybe I could see a, a scenario where you can't sack the players, so you have to get rid of the manager. Yeah, I mean, but for me, it's like I just think, look at the end of the day, you have to take the right executive decision when you're you know, the guy in the seat. And for me, my thing is that. I don't. I wouldn't want to sack Ancelotti, but if I'm in a position where he's lost the the, the dressing room, hmm. I'm like, look, it's it's about the, the best thing for the club, and the best thing for the club is that look, if a coach 
is not vibing with the players. You've just got to you've just got to say, look, man, this time walking because Baninek were pretty bad against PSG. And like when you saw them against PSG, you're like, no, these guys didn't have a clue what they were they were doing. You know, you could tell that yeah, something was what was up. <laughs> so, so Emery's got off the hook here, huh? <laughs> I can't stop well, thinking I mean, about this man. Like they just buy him Neymar and Mbappe. And he didn't win the league last year. They kept him. And then now he's just winning 3-0 against Bayern Munich. Guy has more lives than a cat. But, yeah. Man. Yo, you know what else I wanted to talk to you about? This has nothing to – like, this, this – I don't know if this is going to be an extra or what. But I saw your video on Kaepernick, yo. <laughs> I kind of wanted to oh, talk yeah. about it. So, I don't – like, uh, if you came here for the Bayern chat, it's I, I guess it can be over unless I unless we think of something else. But this is going to be whatever it is now. Talk to me, man, about the Kaepernick thing, man. Your video. Why did you feel like you had to put that out? Well, no, well, basically, somebody asked me to do it, and mm-hmm. then I was saying to myself that it's such a major story, and be- and it's such a major. I think because it's because about it's about sports and, and politics, and it's such a major sporting story that I said, look, let me just give my five six. That I think everybody should have a view on the situation. You know, everybody should. Like, you can't have somebody that says, well, you know, I don't have it. No, everybody should have a viewpoint on it. And those that have a certain viewpoint, then you know what those people are, are about, you know. So it's like, because again, the the, the the key question is that, should sports and politics be separate or are they one and the same? Mm. I, I don't think you can divorce them, really. No, you, you can't. I think... How can you say that, you know, I watch um, football or rugby or I watch basketball just to escape from um, all the political stuff, but don't bring politics into sports. Wait a minute. Politics is life. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> you, so, know, you, you know, you know, you know, really annoys me. If we just want to, we, we can use football because it's a football podcast. People hmm. will be like, oh, don't bring politics into football. What do people do before every uh, World Cup game? They play both anthems. They make it political yeah. by playing the anthems, by bringing out the flags with the little kids. Like, it's all political. You, do you think if the United States played Iran, there's nothing political in that football match? Of course it's political. <laughs> like, Every, you know, because they cannot, but the very fact that... When England play I mean, Ireland or when England play Scotland, you don't think that's political? Like, the very fact that it's countries, and even that aspect is good because when the fact that it's a country versus a, a country, you're... And you, your country, you're leading your country out, and you're, lead, and you're leading out your country's political ideology. Mm. You know, just by the fact that you're representing your country, you're you're still bringing in politics because you're representing your political ideology. America has a political ideology. Nigeria has one, and France has one. You know, South Korea has one, and they're all di- different. So it's you can't separate it. I mean, people will try and do that, but you can't separate it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I can't speak. <laughs> Ray Lewis. <laughs> ah, no, 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 look, look, no, 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 don't, don't bring him. Don't bring him. No, no, look, I, I, as I said in the video, like I said, I'm not, I'm not discussing that, that, that dude, man. <laughs> he said, he said, I wasn't kneeling. No, I was no, on no. both knees. <laughs> I was praying. 
We gotta pray for our country. Did, did, yeah. did you know? I don't think like like literally like there is nothing I can say about him. Like I don't even want to dis- discuss him. Like <laughs> it disgusts me so much that I actually don't even want to discuss because I've never known a guy who says so much without saying anything in my life. That is a great point. Did you know that raccoons aren't rodents? Oh why? What are they then? They're they're in the weasel family apparently. <laughs> Or like no. vermin or something. They're not rodents. I, I always thought ro- raccoons were, were rodents, but they aren't. <laughs> no, 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 no. My raccoons are cold. They're my dudes, man. They're my dudes, man. Um, I actually like raccoons, to be fair. Like no, no, Have no, you ever no, seen no, the movie no, Over no, the Edge? No. Over the Hedge is my favorite animated film. Well, there's, there's Robin Hood's... Basil the Great Master Detective. That's not better than Over the Hedge. I rate Basil the Great Mouse Detective, but in my opinion, no, 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 no. Basil is the best cartoon of all time. <laughs> like, 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 um, Barnum. the rat who thinks he's a mouse. Yeah, no, no, no. Who thinks it's like he's like a, a human being, isn't it? Ratigan. No, no, no. That's that's you know that's that's the best cartoon of all time, man. Robin Hood is probably the best cartoon movie. No, no, no. Robin Hood is good. Robin Hood is is like that guy that does the voice for the snake man. Like that's like he's like a bloody good actor. The guy who did the voice for the lion, like that. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, mistake. The lion and um, Peter Ustinov. Oh, you know the name? Yeah, Peter Ustinov. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, he's dope. I think that that movie is why I like alliteration. Is his voice why you like what? Alliteration, where he called them like a. Um, he called Friars like a corpulent cleric. <laughs> what is it? A corpulent cleric, basically a fat priest. <laughs> Yeah, and also like, like, like you know, like every time. <laughs> sometimes up, remember the time, not in, not in. I'm glad we do this, man. This is a... all right. So yeah, oh, just on Kaepernick, man. I'm I'm pissed off at Trump too, man. Why you wait, 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 what's that to be angry about? This is what Trump does. And Trump, he, 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 he won. He was like, you know what? Because you guys didn't make me buy my own NFL team, I'm going to use my presidential power and just mess you guys up. Which is you, what actually, you actually think he has that much foresight. You think he's that smart? Under, to be honest, is it that smart really? It's like, okay, I didn't get my own NFL team. I, mean, I now have presidential power. I now know that a lot of hardcore patriots support me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play in the fact of like this whole national anthem thing and get and put the owners in a corner in which they have to react in the way that they, they did. It's smart, but not as smart as, as you think, really. That's, it's not that's, that's chess. That's, that's, that's chess. I only think Trump's capable of checkers if we're going to use... But, I, but, but, but look, the, this isn't George Bush. This is Trump isn't stupid, <laughs> okay? Like Bush, I think I think was was maybe a bit stupid. I think no, no, no offense, <laughs> but like Trump isn't stupid. Like Trump, like to be a businessman, you have to be smart and shrewd. To be a businessman, I, I personally don't think Donald Trump is is capable of like, if I do this, they'll do that. I just think he says what he wants, and then it puts people in a bind either way. But I don't think he's like, I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna have X ramification. You know. I, I think that's a level of calculated thought that he, in the moment, I don't think he has. He, the end goal might be something he wants. 
but I don't think he's going out with the express purpose of putting people in a bind. You know, like you, the the way you describe it makes you think like he's very calculated and he knows exactly what he's doing, what he's saying to make people do X and Y. I just think he does X and Y for himself, and the, he he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Which I guess it might be a level of genius. No, no, still. no, no, no. For me, I, for me, I think Trump knew exactly what he was doing, man. That's that's my view. I think he knew exactly what the LA was doing. You know what? Because he has all right. So the NFL has become a, a battleground of sorts, right? So you have black people who aren't watching the league, and then you have white people who see black people protest, and then they're like, "We're not watching the league either." So the ratings are going down on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have like th these owners like I, I, I tweeted out like I don't respect the owners now and all the players that have kneeled uh, in the uh, past uh, last loser. week all the players that knelt last week if you weren't kneeling with Kaepernick like just stand up and play bro like just stand like it doesn't mean anything now because the protest was never about protesting no, Trump no 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 for me those players no, you're only doing it because of what Trump said. So it has nothing to do with Kaepernick. You're just doing it because you got, again, you got put in a situation where, man, I dare you guys to disrespect. Exactly. To, basically, first of all, he insults you and said, you know what, I dare you guys to kneel. You know, and they're like, what? So yeah. what's Trump? You know, this guy is not going to tell us what to, to do. And he's actually going to basically put fear into us. And he even doubled down by saying, look, man, the owners are basically afraid. They're basically scared of, um, the um, um players so Trump is just playing this man to perfection man he's playing it <laughs> I see I just think he's saying things <laughs> you know and maybe that's just me underestimating him and then that could be true but I don't think there's any foresight I think he goes up there and then he says um these son of sons of bitches should be fired and then he heard and then he hears the crowd go yeah and then he's like, you're fired. <laughs> he gave it his tagline. Like, I just, he's up there having fun, just saying whatever he wants. Like, I don't know if he's – there's no master plan. He's not going back and checking out the blueprint. I think – no, no. I think, you know, you need to give him a bit more credit. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as hard as it's to – as hard as it is, I mean, to, to, to do, man, he knows what, what – the, the guy knows what, what he's doing, man. He has – well, even still, he has owners – Pro, I say protesting in inverted commas, protesting the flag, and the same owners wouldn't even sign up Kaepernick. So he has all these people, which you know, I give him credit for this, displaying their hypocrisy, if nothing else. Yeah. Because how? Because how can you protest the flag, but then you won't sign the person who protested the flag or protested it's, during it's the he, anthem? Rather, making everybody just look extremist because now. What he's done is not turned the fans against the owners because the fans are, wait a minute, you're kneeling for the flag and you're the flipping owner. So hence why the whole guys are now boycotting it now, you know. Yeah, but the other annoying thing is that they've co-opted the protest. Yep. Or, or the, 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 the means of protesting has now become something completely different. So Colin Kaepernick's original protest wasn't about the flag. It wasn't about the anthem. It wasn't about Donald Trump. Because he, he said, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Clinton. They're both liars, in my opinion, or, some, or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, he was protesting police violence on black people or people of color. 
um, at the hands of the state, as it were. Nobody's discussed that in the past year and a half. It's all been about they're disrespecting the troops, they're disrespecting the flag, they're disrespecting the anthem. Like a protest is meant to make you uncomfortable, that's, and then it's and, and and then it's always about. Oh, this isn't the right way to protest. Uh, if you want to do that, why don't you go to the police and do it? Like people do no, that all about, the time in the streets. Like it's about pissing people off. That's the whole point of a of, of a protest. <laughs> people are done. <laughs> they don't understand the means of protest. Like hey, no, they're about to say, oh no, no, sorry, protest. No, I don't like how you protest. I mean, protest a lot nicely. Like because yeah, it'd be like if if Rosa Parks went to the back of the bus to protest. That makes no sense. She was supposed to sit in the front. That way she made the white people mad. <laughs> the white people. <laughs> she made, I think it was Montgomery, Alabama. She made the, the white citizens of that place mad. Um, yeah. At least the ones who agreed with the rules. So yeah, the, the whole point of a protest is to make you uncomfortable, to make you take notice. If, if, we, if, if I took a knee in my house, it wouldn't matter. I have to do it in public. I have to do it at a time when I'm not supposed to. In inverted commas or quote marks, not supposed to. You can do whatever you want, really. But why don't you guys protest? Not when I'm trying to watch football. Why are you bringing politics into sports? Like, why are we singing the national anthem at a sporting event anyway? Why Why are there people holding a flag on the football pitch anyway? Oh, because they saw they they wanted the whole uh, military aspect of of it, you know. So it's like, did, did you know that the military? Pays in some instances paid the NFL to have ceremonies. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I was basically I was I was reading up on it of like how basically it's like yeah, they pretty much it was done as a like they wanted to use it for military recruitment. Yeah, it's it's a show. <laughs> that's I mean that's just messed up. It's like <laughs> how can you be allowed to do that? <laughs> Money talks, man. No, no, but for me, I, I just think like, you know, because, you know, I was, I was shocked because I said to people, isn't the NBA more globally known? Isn't the NBA the most globally known U.S. sport? And people said, oh, no, 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 NFL is bigger than NBA. Like in America, no, yeah. No, Worldwide, it's basketball for 100%. American football is just big in America. The NBA is probably the best export America has, especially like in places like China. There's a stat that I always say that, Three, there's 300 million NBA fans in China. There's 320 million people in the United States. There, there's so many people there that watch the NBA. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, so you want to just end this then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got through the, the, main, the main points, though, so that's... So that yeah, was yeah, good. yeah. So, yeah, Carlo, RIP. <laughs> Yo, actually, no, the real RIP. You hear about Hugh Hefner? He's dead. Man, HH, man. My <laughs> brother in arms, man. My fellow H is so sad, man. Is it? <laughs> he lived. You know. You know what I hate? I hate people who are like, "Oh, I can't believe Hugh Hefner's dead." Like this. He's ninety-one. Like, what do you mean you can't believe a ninety-one-year-old died? Like, oh no, no, it's, I mean, it's sad. You know, because like, that's... like what he means to people. But ninety-one years is a long time. No, 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 no. That's that's definitely like a a good age to roll out, man. Yeah, because like, you don't want to be like 102 and you can't go to the bathroom or something like that. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> this was an emergency communication. We talked about a few things. Um, go back and listen to last week's podcast. We, we talked about Lukaku. We talked about Manchester United, Manchester City playing very well. Um, 
we talked about like whether the Champions League was had fallen off or not. There was a bunch of stuff we talked about. So go back and listen and to last week. We'll try and get Jujuman on the on, on the. Um... As long as his mic isn't recording from like Neptune <laughs> from, from from Baghdad. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. So thanks for listening. Peace. All right. Podcast Network.